0: There's no doubt that today's cannabis is not the same as yesterday's marijuana. Through a series of clever and mostly curious experiments, over the past 20 years, weed has gone from mild-mannered effects to potency levels that parallel David Banner's transformation into the Incredible Hulk. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that today's weed will turn you into a strong, green, and angry superhero. But man's natural curiosity, need for innovation, or sometimes outright greed, has been known on occasion to go too far, and sometimes ruin a good thing. Is it possible for black market dealers, greedy cannabis entrepreneurs, and a few unethical scientists to turn nature's medicine into man-made poison? For today's show, we'll discuss and explore some of the reasons why law enforcement, elected officials, and as much as 36% of the U.S. population continue to debate whether cannabis is a poison or a medicine. I'm your host Garth Case alongside my partner in all things green Odan Gabe and you're listening to the Real Green show. Hey oh what's going on man? What's going on man? Back for How another are episode you? man. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's the weather? Weather is good. Weather is good. It's starting to warm up here in Jersey. How's it in Michigan? Uh, yes, sir. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I wore, I wore uh, shorts today, so, you know, <laughs> definitely feeling like I'm back home, man. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's about time. Yeah, I can't wait for yes, it to warm up some more here, man. Really looking forward to that. So today's topic is really focused around an interesting one because I think that we hear a lot of debate um, and as everyone heard in the intro you know as can- cannabis entrepreneurs we we are concerned of the perception right that people might have about cannabis still um, and some people considering it a poison not just you know to your body but maybe to society and you know obviously we don't agree you know it's important for us to have a debate and I think just have an overall discussion about why people might think that way. Who are the bad actors out there that might be causing some of this misperception? And, um, and really hopefully try and course correct some of that mis- you know, perception into education, how people understand the realities of the product and the benefits really that you know, cannabis brings. I started to think about this a lot, and as I looked at the landscape of things, I, I, I said, let me take it from the very beginning, right? You know, we, where are the bad actors here in the very beginning of, of the process? And, and I recognize that cultivation, something that's near and dear to your heart, is is potentially one of those areas, right, you know, where people are introducing lots of bad stuff to, to you know, the growing of the plants. I'll let you can expand on that. Yes sir, the
1: cultivation is very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, but a lot of people are very misinformed, even down to the cultivation. Um, cannabis grown indoors especially is very susceptible to a lot of um, issues from mold to pest um, to a whole slew of infestations. You try to grow in a controlled environment and that leads to attracting a whole lot of insects and a whole lot of bad things coming to your garden if you're really not careful. So, you know, a whole lot of people use fungicides, uh, pesticides, uh, insecticides, whenever they see uh, uh, an issue with their plant. And the end game is not so good um, because, you know, cannabis, we consume it. Whether we're using it in extracts, whether we are smoking it, uh, whether we're in, it, it's in edibles, or however we consume it, you know, like those pesticides and those insecticides and those fungicides, they tend to stay on the plant.
0: Wow, that's kind of scary. It's scaring me right now. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, that explains kind of why, you know, with us in, in Jamrock, we really do emphasize the organic methods of growing, kind of passed down from, you know, the rastafarian culture, um, you know, trying to keep it as organic and clean as possible but you know as you mentioned you know these challenges do occur what do you think is one of our you know the, the better ways in which people can you know, keep things organic you know is, is there is there any jewels of wisdom that you would want to share without giving away the jamrock recipe of course um you know <laughs> that, that people you know should be aware of and not just the consumer but maybe other cultivators. Absolutely.
1: So it comes down to cleanliness, right? It comes down
0: to being really clean in your
1: garden. And I think that's the issue a lot of cultivators face is that, you know, um, gardening a whole, it's kind of like, it's it's messy, right? You, you use your hands, you get in there, you move those trees and you move those plants. Um, but if you're really not careful, you really run the risk of, Spreading really bad things throughout your garden, especially if you're coming from outside or if you visited another garden. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like even if you have pets, you know, pets who run outside, they pick up small stuff. You pet your pets and you rub them, you play with them. Those things get on your your clothes, your shoes, your hair. You run through the garden, all of a sudden, it turns into a very bad situation. So yeah. the, the main thing is just being really clean. And if you do come in contact with anything, it's uh, suggested that you get proper consultation is one of the next things that are, you know, vital to a successful girl.
0: Yeah, well, um, maybe we'll have some um, some people who have questions reach out to you and uh, you can help them out in that respect because, you know, obviously organic product is our competitive advantage but we want the industry to really move in this direction right it's so important I think overall for the safety and just the longevity and sustainability of this industry that we focus on the safety of the product you Now, start with the cultivators you know cultivators out there you really do need to think about what you're putting on the product because you could be poisoning um you know, not just people but the overall business that we're in and and also poisoning people's minds in the in the process uh, so that takes us to number two of the bad actor list, the black market drug dealer. You know, um, I'm gonna play a little excerpt here from a news snippet that I was listening to recently. And you know, the bottom line is there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there. So I'll play this and then we'll come back.
2: Warning the public about a deadly new drug trend. It's marijuana
3: laced with fentanyl.
2: And local authorities are really echoing that warning because it's life or death. They want the public to be aware of this. CBS 42 News reporter James McConatha spoke with the Shelby County Drug Task Force leaders today. And he's in our newsroom with more. James? Yeah, Jim, I was shocked at just how little of the drug fentanyl it would take to do a lot of damage. Lieutenant Clay Hammett gave me a visual demonstration that I'll really want you to see. It certainly has the risk of, of leading to fatal overdoses or fatal consequences. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid and has a legitimate medical use in treating chronic pain. But on the street, it only takes a small amount to be fatal. Shelby County Drug Task Force agents have encountered it before, cut with heroin. This is the same stuff they use as elephant tranquilizers. But in Tennessee, District Attorney Matthew Stowe told our sister station WKRN that they've recovered marijuana laced with fentanyl. The bottom line is anyone anywhere could mix Lieutenant Clay Hammock said it's a disturbing trend because just a small amount of fentanyl can be deadly, even to the touch. He used a packet of artificial sweetener to illustrate his point. There's about a gram of powder in the packet. Just a small amount in the hand right there is more than enough to be a fatal dose of fentanyl. If we were to empty the entire contents of this sweetener, artificial sweetener packet into our hand, one gram Arguably, is enough to wipe out half a gymnasium, if not more, of individuals of fatal doses of
0: fentanyl. So, oh, obviously, um, that wow. is pretty scary stuff, right? You know, a gram, you know, wiping out an entire gymnasium. People, right? That's really, really powerful stuff. And so, if you're in the hands of the wrong people, it could be really dangerous. And I don't know what the incentive is to to actually bring marijuana together with fentanyl but obviously it, it's I think maybe to give people a larger high or I, I couldn't tell you but it happens and, and so on the black market obviously there is some scary stuff occurring out there um, and this is like widespread I'm worried about it becoming that way because people do bad things but you know it's something for people to be aware of. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: People do dumb stuff all the time, right? Why would you combine fentanyl? Like, fentanyl is is a synthetic opioid that is eighty to a hundred times stronger than morphine. <laughs> and actually, I have a fentanyl story to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. I recently, as you know, I recently moved to Michigan, and uh, I uh, had a friend from Ohio. And as you know, I'm not sure if you've heard, Ohio has one of the biggest opioid problems in the US. Yeah, bird. My friend uh, had a friend actually that was, uh, uh, I think it was accidentally she swallowed a little bit of fentanyl and she literally passed away the next day. <laughs>
0: That's crazy, man. And this is the thing. I mean, there are legitimate uses for that stuff, like you heard in the report, right? There is. But, you know, elephant tranquilizers, that is amazing. I, 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 yeah, I don't know how many elephants are running around Ohio. <laughs> but, but, you know, the reality is it's just—it's scary to think, well, I don't know how you get access to fentanyl, um, but the fact that something like that exists, and it's so powerful that it could, you know, kill you just from a small bit of it, is is unbelievable in the early days of of living in new york i had a friend of a friend you know that um was in the illegal drug game he would grow tons of product um and and his process of drying the product was what was scary he he would douse the product in formaldehyde and if you don't know what that is it's really a product they use for embalming right so when you die, they use it to pretty much dry your body out and I'm not wow. sure how he made that connection in terms of saying let me use some of this product and by the way formaldehyde is pretty easy to get right it's like it's an embalming fluid and, and so he was able to get some of that and, and soak the um, cannabis in it and then hang it to dry and it, it would dry the product in a rapid fashion But the problem here is The formaldehyde doesn't go away It stays in the product and, and I can't imagine the number of people He sold that stuff to But again, these are the bad actors These are the people that we have to be cautious of There's stuff that out there Oh, that we can't even fathom right now That people are doing with um, marijuana You know, there's that synthetic marijuana out there Which, if it says synthetic marijuana People, don't use it It's just synthetic The word alone should tell you stuff. Stay away from Even it, right? It doesn't look like or smell like marijuana, and they'll use it. You know, what I mean? yes. like, you know, you know what? Sometimes they, they say it's it's packaged cheaply, it's immediately available. Um, the black market dealer, obviously, you know, they have an unfair advantage over guys like us who are trying to do this thing, um, you know, safely, right? You know, they they are accessible. People, they're you know, I, I know dealers now; they're delivering to your home, right? And so that changes it. Everything. If you ever leave your house to go to a dispensary or something like that to pick it up, it, it's it plays into convenience, and then but you don't know what you're getting, and 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 that's the danger. And and some people are gonna get the product; they might have an adverse effect. Um, and who are they gonna report it to? Right? They're worried about getting in trouble. Right? And so it becomes a vicious circle that just continues. This particular set of bad actors who are the black market drug dealers who don't really care where they got the product from or what's in the product, they just sell it and their goal is to profit. Fine. They just want to make a quick buck. They don't care about...
1: Uh What's gonna happen to the consumer? They don't care about uh, the the methods, sort of the the growers that they're getting their product from, or it could even be a third party, fourth party. You know <laughs> how the drug travels. You yeah. Know, you never know, especially you know in, in these days. You know people are trying too many experiments now, and you you don't know the effects, especially the long term effects of these experiments. So it's I'm very not. important that you know exactly
0: where you're getting your product. from Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, you know, and and again, goes right back to the importance of why legalizing this product is very important, making it accessible is important um, so that, you know, people actually can trust what they're consuming, right? And then, you know, obviously the testing of the product and so on, we'll talk more about, but that's a very, very, very important facet of why the legal industry is always going to be better than the black market industry uh and i'm hoping that you know not just the folks listening to us today get that but they play that forward and ensure that people know uh that this is really really important you know not just from a standpoint of their well-being but just from a standpoint of people's perception of this product as being a poison that brings us to my third bad actor which is this greedy entrepreneur or maybe even the unethical scientist out there that is modifying the hell out of these products. You know, from my perspective, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and act as if I'm some kind of purist and believe that products should be you know scientifically you know looked at and modified i think that there's lots of benefit to be gained from that um, as long as the purpose of doing so is really rooted in making it better i i I sometimes feel as if and i've seen this a lot people focused on the potency and not the quality and, and that bothers me quite a bit you know I think quality is so much more important to focus on you know this idea of, of the strongest or highest level THc product trend that is disturbing to me uh, because ruins to me the real effect of, of the plant right you know, if you're looking to, to knock out um, you know you don't need the strongest product to do that I, it bothers me a lot that the industry is absolutely. so positioned and focused on that absolutely
1: and I can speak personally to that too because you know as a cultivator I'm all about natural products you know if you can't put it in your mouth immediately don't put it in your plants you know what I mean Um, and a lot of these people nowadays I'm seeing they're focused on uh, getting the the best trichomes or the the big buds or you know the the high testing cannabis and they use all types of nutrients and packaged products that you know they say one thing on their labels but again with this un- unregulated industry there is no telling what are in those products and what eventually comes into your buds so there is a, a whole lot of uh, unethical people around that we really should be aware of what they're doing and you know we should have regulations in place to stop it
0: yeah sure. absolutely I am not always pro-regulation in every which respect, but when it comes to public safety, when it comes to, you know, um, uh, the overall just ethics of, of product and product manufacturing and and being clear and transparent to our consumers, I, I, I'm all for it. And I think it, it makes sense. And we wanna have a safe industry. This is the only way this is gonna be sustainable, right? As if we have a nice, safe industry and people care about the quality of the product that they're putting out there. And so the message here is don't be greedy entrepreneur. Hey, listen, you know, this is an industry like any other. Um, You do the right thing and and provide consumers a product that they want and can consume safely. And, and, you know, you let the rest play out in terms of you making money and and paying back your investors and so on. Right. That's that's really the truth. Don't be greedy about this thing. I, I think that it's a quick recipe to land you in jail you know, kind of over time. It uh, takes time. time. Yes, absolutely. And then the last one, a little bit more controversial here, right? When, it, when you think about, uh, you know, poison, you know, I, I had to think about this a little bit and I recognize that consumers have a role here too, right? At the end of the day, we're not just talking about con- poisoning our bodies. It's really about perception, the perception that this is poison, how it poisons society. Um and, you know, and I've heard many times through many different avenues to many different people that I've spoken to who are anti-cannabis of just telling me about the person who's going to smoke and drive, or the uh, the person who's gonna get high and then go to a job that requires 100% focus, you know, maybe like a, a um, air traffic air traffic controller, yeah. exactly somebody like that that really does need to be 100% you know in focus to. To, to do their jobs. That person putting tons of people's lives at risk. And I'm on the fence here, right? I get where people are say this, actually, that you know that this is a, a big problem, but the, the same problem exists with alcohol. There's no difference there. The reality is we shouldn't look to blame the product, in my opinion, you know, it really is about blaming the person, right? I, I'm not saying if it wasn't cannabis or it wasn't alcohol, the person might go choose something else. Um, the issues is really with the person and it's kind of trying to understand why they would make such a poor judgment decision, right, as as um, going to work high, right, and so on. You know, what is going on there that would cause that? And and so those are the things that we should really be spending our time looking at, and not so much um, the product itself, but I'm really worried about how people perceive the product as a result because of some really poor decisions out there. Right, and
1: in cannabis culture, you know, like the whole concept around this cannabis culture, and there is nothing against it, you know, um, but there is a a, a,
0: a huge, it's you're kind of staying high almost, right? Right, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. just
1: a constant, it's a constant state of being inebriated, right? Yeah, yeah. To the point where they sometimes feel like they can function. Um but,
0: and you know, listen, I'm not saying there's not high functioning um, cannabis users, right? There uh, are a few out there as public, like Snoop Dogg right highly functioning right but you know as years and years of use of the product um and also knowing his limitations now yeah, absolutely that's, that's the reality everyone's got to know their limitations right uh and and so on and 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 partially our job too to educate right and tell people you know, how to safely use the product but ultimately we could uh, teach all we want it really does You know, sit with the consumer, the person who is using the product, to use it responsibly, right? It's incumbent upon them to recognize that while they could end up hurting the industry with negative press, negative, you know, problems as a result of something that might come from um, incorrect use, uh, the impact to them will be way worse, right? I don't believe that, I've never heard of anyone overdosing from cannabis, and and I really not like to hear that someone was behind the wheel of a car driving and was high on cannabis or or caused, um, you know, someone to lose their lives or even their lives. I prefer never to hear that. And, And so it does come back to education. You always tell me that, and I agree. Um, but i always think to myself that there's going to be dumb people out there that do dumb things and and I, I, yeah, I just All don't the want time. the industry to take the, the the blow for that. We gotta really do our best to to be smart about the use of this thing and, and recognize it's not like alcohol, it's not this one trick pony, right? That you're just gonna drink and get drunk. You know, there's actual medicinal benefits within the use of the product too, but it's about safe use of it. And I think the more we, we focus on that, the better. So so those that's my list of bad actors, though, uh, in terms of people I could think of, or areas I could think of that might be causing this negative stigma and this continuous debate as to whether or not we should legalize this product and to what levels and and to what controls let's stop talking about the bad actors for a minute and let's think about the medicinal side right so we talked about the poisons and and now it's time to look at the positive side of cannabis and the medicinal side right I, I really do believe that the good far outweighs the bad and in So I'll turn it over to you to talk a little bit about, from your side, a medicinal kind of understanding of cannabis.
1: I mean, cannabis as medicine is is a reality, right? I mean, Jamaica has always seen cannabis as medicine. You know, we are from the same place. We know that our outcome of the plant has been far different than the rest of the world, especially in America. I should say not the rest of the world, but, you know, in Rastafarian culture, it's a cure-all, you know, for a wide variety variety of ailments. Um, They use it in a spiritual way, mental way, and they use it whenever they're feeling pain, you know, the physical, because traditionally in Rastafarian culture, you know, they work, they farm, you know, and yes, they feel pain. So they go back to the cannabis, and it kind of comes full circle you know right. they call it the, the, the healing herb you know and it's the original tree of life you know and these are just some of the terms that are employed by the rastafarians they might have not have known the chemistry behind the plant but
0: they've been employing its benefits for centuries right. much like other parts of the world One thing I wanted to do, too, as I I think about it, I was listening to something from uh, uh, a CNN anchor recently interviewing uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and and he was talking about this kind of light bulb moment when he realized that cannabis was medicine. So I'm going to play a little excerpt from the interview, and then we can um, talk a little bit more about it.
1: Sure. There's been an
2: incredible reaction to your op-ed about how you were wrong about marijuana, how you've now changed your opinion on it. Why do you think people are responding so strongly?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. You know, I mean, in, in part, I think this is obviously one of these very provocative issues going on. I, people are very divided on this in terms of uh, the, the, the legislation in several states right now. So I think that that's part of it. But I also think, you know, with regard to medicinal marijuana, which is where we focused our attention for this, there's been a long history uh, regarding medicinal marijuana, and you know, up until 1943, it was actually part of the pharmacopoeia. You know, doctors could legitimately prescribe this, and there's been a, 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 a significant uh, change in attitude over the last 70 years, almost a demonization. Of, of cannabis, and I think uh, a lot of that just sort of came out here. It could have been a slow news day, John. I don't know, you know there's the, it, it did seem to touch a nerve with people.
2: You're a doctor, you see a lot of patients. Is marijuana something you would prescribe to your patients? I, I think there are certainly situations where
3: not only does it seem to work, It seems to work better than what's already out there, and and you know that that's a strong statement if you think about it. I mean, you know, you take something like um, neuropathic pain, which is a a notoriously difficult pain to treat. Sometimes they use various uh, pain medications, including narcotics, but they don't always work very well. And now there's there's a lot of literature at least you know several papers that show the benefit of marijuana towards treating this pain and john let me just add if i can for a second you know when you talk about these narcotics someone in this country in the united states dies every 19 minutes of a prescription accidental prescription drug overdose and with marijuana i couldn't find any documented cases of death from overdose so you have something that works you have something that probably works better than what's already out there and from a macro level is, is much safer and no one's died of an overdose. So, yeah, I, I think there's, there's, there's pretty good
0: evidence. This is uh, a... Gupta has earned my respect. Absolutely, <laughs> he contrasted something I thought that was really important. The fact that uh, so many people die from prescription medicine. I mean, just just from a wrong dose of it. Right, that's pretty scary. Right, like every 19 minutes, Absolutely.
2: that is yeah. just <laughs> crazy.
0: Yeah, that's sad. To this uh, Ohio situation. I
1: was telling you, the fentanyl that goes into Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. It's mainly used for prescription drugs. Ah. It's because you know fentanyl is really strong, so it's used in prescription drugs. These people get addicted to the compounds, namely the fentanyl, and they seek it. You know, they uh, seek that high constantly. Wow. And that results in those
0: fatalities, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh, wow. Very scary stuff. So many people die every day. The thing is, you don't get to think about it because you don't hear the stat. And when you hear the stat, you start thinking to yourself, "Wow, if you're on prescription medicine or your doctor prescribes you something or whatever, you have to be concerned a little bit about the dosage and and, of what they're giving you." Again, like I said before, though, and and Sanjay, you know, actually mentioned the same thing. He's never heard of anyone dying from an overdose of cannabis. You know, especially a natural product, right? And, And this is why people should understand that there's a high degree of safety built into this, you know, product provided to us by nature, right? Yeah, you know, you know, the danger comes when man puts his hand into it and, and kind of changes things. So uh, again, recognizing the fact that the, the medical world is waking up to the fact of how important product this is and how important um, an ingredient this will be just to our overall well-being. It, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see, and, and, and I hope that more people will you know welcome it into the, the wellness aspect of their lives. Yes, um, sir.
1: And I've absolutely seeing cannabis being
0: a key formulation in a lot of uh, medicines going forward. Absolutely, I agree. And to that point, you know, there's been a lot of benefits, right, to to the product. Um, obviously, some side effects too, and we'll talk about those. But there's so many benefits, you know, that have been outlined a wide range, you know, of conditions that have happened out here, like you know, from obviously pain treatment to muscle spasms and nausea, and I'm sure you know a few more yeah
1: nausea really, especially you know um uh, i have a story to tell you know my my mom uh had breast cancer a few uh, years ago and that was absolutely uh just crushing for me when i found out right and uh you know, she had to go through chemotherapy um, a lot of the times. And as you might have known, or anybody who knows about cancer knows that chemotherapy is very tough on the body. Yeah. And it causes nausea. You can't eat. And my mom started using cannabis. And, you know, like she like it's almost instantaneous that uh you know she would feel so much better and you know it, it's it's uh, it's like a miracle like, <laughs> she she gets all these other drugs for her nausea and it all seems to make it worse yeah it probably has time. a
0: ton of side effects that's why it makes
1: it so worse it, it produce other side effects yeah. right and she started taking cannabis um she puffs on it and, and this is again years ago so she'll puff, take a puff or two and she'll go lie down and you know she'll get up a few minutes later just feeling so much better and you know that, that spreads to me
0: because I hate seeing your mom in that position so I encouraged yeah. it a lot yeah no, I've read so much about you know some hospitals now beginning to wake up to the fact that you know this should be on their menu of options for people going through chemotherapy um, as it relates to kind controlling that that the after effect, you know, that, that people go through. It's really a, a good thing and quite honestly that you know your mom was able to to recognize that through you and, and I'm hoping more and more people and more and more doctors, more and more hospitals begin to recognize that the side effects associated are nowhere near. The, the side effects that, uh, that most of these other medicines provide, I, you know, I've, I've been reading more and more lately about the cannabis and, and the benefits for epilepsy too, and, and that is something that I, I think is wonderful because a lot of times you find that epilepsy affects the young, you know, children, uh, and I was happy to see that there is some development there absolutely and uh, i'm not sure if you know
1: this but the fda did approve a uh, cbd based uh oral solution is called Epidolix. So, I mean, it's moving in the right direction, you know, Um, but there's still so much work to be done in terms of just uh, research and uh, knowing the
0: the, the full benefits because it's just the start of it, right? When we look at things like inflammation being treated by by cannabis and and so on. I mean, lots of you, I mean, tons of people suffer from inflammation just from, you know, people who work out a lot or or people who suffer from rheumatoid arthritis and, and, you know, different conditions. It's unbelievable the effects that this can have. So there's a ton of benefits here that are, you know, are are being realized and are being scientifically researched at the same time. There There's simple things too here, right? We talked about some of those big things, but, you know, when you just think about overall well-being operation of your immune system, so many incredible benefits, right, um, that are now being realized and, and, and people are using it and are beginning to realize that there is enormous benefit here. I'm hoping that there's more research, things that kind of come about here to, to help, you know, push this in front of the synthetic options, right, is really Absolutely. what I'm, I'm, I'm focused on yes sir and i don't
1: want to uh i just want to mention
0: uh how it helps
1: um you know how it helps ptsd like anxiety and stress disorders as well right because uh in today's society i realize a lot more people are going through it and then i want to mention veterans as well right people who come from war who are dealing with these stresses you know these stresses of you know killing people or, you know, loud uh, uh, explosives and stuff, you know, going to sleep and seeing those things. You know, cannabis really does help with that. It helps to regulate that, those type
0: of uh, stress disorders as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. No, no doubt, man. It's, and that PTSD thing is really serious. Uh, you know, if you really look at it, I think that it's, it's still early in its infancy in terms of study, but people are beginning to realize how easy it is to, to, to you know suffer from a, a post-traumatic you know stress disorder it doesn't have to be war it could be a car accident it could be so many things that that you've put your body through in terms of and your mind through you know in an over stressful manner you know um, certain triggers come about and and cause you to have some really really negative effects you know mental and physically and finding ways to treat that you know a lot of times people are put on these zombie medicines right that to to control it and and, and that's just to me not right so I'm happy that you know you mentioned you know our veterans and so on and and folks who are who've put their, obviously, their lives on the line for our country, and and now they've come back with almost a debilitating condition that we hopefully can help treat, right? And, and I'm hoping that more of them get access to it, and hopefully the government ends up paying for it, right? And stop having these guys have to pay for it out of their pockets. And then when we think about, like, future research, you know, I, I'm reading a lot more about how cannabis might be able to help cancer, the effects that it's had um, so far, which are very positive in the right direction, you know, also very similarly with, with Alzheimer's, which is one of the things I fear the most. I'd hate to, you know, to to be robbed of all the wonderful things that I've done in my life, you know, the, the memories, not knowing their families, not knowing the people they love. If If this thing can treat that, if this plant can help that, we should be pumping money into this research right and making sure that we find ways to to help the population of people that are going through this you know so um, i'm optimistic for the future is the point i agree i agree and when we talk about all these benefits
1: i mean uh, uh, let's discuss the, the the barely any side effects that that this this product can have
0: the side effects are so minimal, but you know, a lot of times, I, I you know, when I think about the side effects, obviously, I, I I remember. I think I shared with you once my my first time when I used cannabis and I got super hungry. I was like, "What the <laughs> heck is going on here?" And I've heard about the That's munchies. Missus, really. the side effect, either. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're trying to lose weight like me, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of bad. But but it, it was fascinating to me, though. What happened, right? I, I you know people talk about the munchies the influence that would have so you know obviously might not be a side effect like you said if you're wanting to put on weight
1: right and, and take this as a as, as example right uh, people who are suffering from anorexia mm-hmm. or any type of those stress disorders you know uh, this is exactly why you take cannabis mm-hmm. to regulate your appetite
0: yeah, it makes sense. Right. I mean, I, I, it happened for me. I'll tell you that. You know, so some <laughs> things like dry mouth. Dry mouth is, is I guess, synonymous with. I've not experienced that myself, um, but I know some people who have complained of that. That that's uh, also a, a potential problem. Um, I uh,
1: Dry mouth, it's a common uh, effect, but I think it goes well with hydration because I'm not sure, but a lot of these uh, cannabis users, traditional cannabis users, are very
0: big on hydration from my perspective. So you know, that. so definitely have a, a, some water when, you, when you're enjoying the product is what you're Perhaps recommending. All right, that makes sense to me. So again, not a significant side effect. I mean, you know, if you do go above and beyond and use way too much of the product, obviously there it could be some, some side effects that I've heard of people getting dizzy or experiencing paranoia right right and uh, it's happened
1: to me uh, specifically with edibles right and we think i think uh, edibles should really be uh, uh we should really be careful when consuming edibles because in terms of those dosages um yeah. you know my first experience I-, I didn't know how much to take and i took way too much uh-huh. and uh i literally felt like the cops were going to come knock on my door. (laughs) That's Um, hilarious. uh, At one point, I hid under my bed. You know, I was much younger, but still, you know, it's a learning experience. It is. I don't think I've ever felt that way. Uh, at all you yeah. know my heart raced and you know it, it, the, the effects last
0: lasted for a while Yeah, we, well you um, know edibles have a strange onset right it, it's not like when you vape or smoke you, you literally you have this thing and then nothing happens for an hour right and you're going hey, what's going on but people forget that your digestive system has to process all of what you've just eaten so some people tend to go back and maybe take a couple more bites right a couple more cookies for more brownies (laughs) and that's the danger right there right so the packaging you know what people say on the packaging they should be very clear about that that the dosing is X and be very very cautious about that it's so important but you're right man I I, I haven't experienced that because obviously I've been educated um, quite a bit about this um, from you and others so you know but I'm glad to be spared the the paranoia aspect uh, because I think I would probably do more than hide under my bed (laughs) when we think about these side effects and we compare that to the side effects of like synthetic drugs man there's nothing that compares when you think about it you know and just to just to illustrate that um, I pulled a clip here from a Lunesta commercial that you gotta hear literally the first 15 seconds of this thing is really about the product and the next 40 seconds of the commercial Just list the side effects, some of them, you know, that are just mind blowing. So I'll, I'll let you hear it.
2: If your racing thoughts keep you awake, sleep is here on the wings of Lunesta. And if you wake up often in the middle of the night, rest is here on the wings of Lunesta. Lunesta helps you fall asleep and stay asleep so you can wake up feeling rested. When taking Lunesta, don't drive or operate machinery until you feel fully awake. Walking, eating, driving, or engaging in other activities while asleep without remembering it the next day have been reported. Abnormal behaviors may include aggressiveness, agitation, hallucinations, or confusion. In depressed patients, worsening of depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. Alcohol may increase these risks. Allergic reactions such as tongue or throat swelling occur rarely and may be fatal. Side effects may include unpleasant taste headache dizziness and morning drowsiness ask your doctor if lunesta is right for you get lunesta for a zero dollar copay at lunesta.com sleep well on the wings of lunesta
1: wow (laughs)
0: <laughs> they said oh, sleep well. Goodness. You might not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> sleep well on the wings of Vanessa. Oh my
1: goodness. Um, wow. Those I mean and think about it. We we this this pharmaceutical uh uh advertising uh industry is so big yes you literally hear about these stuff every single day
0: we didn't think it's you normal know. now right you just like
1: brush it off very normalized it's very normalized and it's just it's amazing how people uh, uh still go out and get these stuff you know the the, the, the commercial literally said you know you have a uh, swelling tongue at <laughs> the risk of being fatal, like, and just threw that in there, like, you know, you could definitely so casually.
0: That. that is pretty scary stuff. Oh, I don't know, man. I, like you said, we become very desensitized, right? But when I came across this commercial and I was looking for kind of this parallel. You know, to cannabis And obviously people use cannabis To help them sleep And so on in a natural way You listen to this uh this is list of side effects, man The thing that even bothered me most Quite honestly Forget about, obviously You know, them saying It might kill you or whatever But the thing that bothered me the most Is they said Ask your doctor If this is right for you I mean, would a doctor Really say this is right for you? I mean, this is This is unbelievable If if Shouldn't doctors be Really be aware of That there is a better option like cannabis that can help you sleep shouldn't they be thinking about recommending that how is it possible that we're living in a world that a doctor would look at you in the face and say yeah yeah you should try this thing with a list of side effects that might kill you but yeah you get to sleep it's unbelievable to me man (laughs) It's comical in a way. Oh my God! it just goes
1: to show you the power of the pharmaceutical industry, right? It just—it it, it goes to show you that these doctors are being incentivized to do these things. And um, I think uh, a cannabis—you know—it may take some time, but I think there there needs to be a, a solid push yes. towards uh, again research and education around this plant, because if you think about these side effects and it, it's so normalized now. You hear it every day on these commercials, whether it's sleep, whether it's pain, whether it's cholesterol or whatever, you, you know, AML, uh, uh, you know a, a person might be going through. It just goes to show you that, you know, there are alternatives. Yes. And I think more people need to know about these alternatives.
0: Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree, man. This is, the pharmaceutical industry has been, you know, putting out unsafe medicines and synthetic drugs for so long. Right, and we've somehow learned to accept it because a guy in a white coat said it was okay for us to use it. But again, this is why we're in this industry oh, and this is why, you know, we want to make a difference in what we're doing here. And I'm hoping that everyone who's listening recognizes that it's you know up to them also to help us with that, right? You know, to spread the word and, and get the correct um, information out there and really start looking at the true negatives, you know, some of the medicine or so-called medicine that's coming out of the pharmaceutical industry Um, because if you have to have a list of side effects that long man that is not something that you should be putting into your body Yes, sir. Yep. So in closing, oh, you know, we probably had these people on the, on the hook here for a little too long. and um, But I'm hoping they're enjoying our discussion and learning something from, from what we're saying. When we think about the future here and we think about the things that are most important, you know, to kind of really propel, um, uh, you know, the idea of medicine and the idea of safe use forward, I I think about things like lab testing, right? And how important lab testing is, um, you know, from a consumer perspective. making sure that the products that you're consuming are truly safe Uh, and we're relying on labs to provide that right and i'm hoping that again more people are transparent with the the testing of those things and the labs themselves are being more responsible with the tests can you think of any any other things that you know from your standpoint that we should be thinking about here?
1: I think um, uh, they should be using more legal methods uh, to buy their product, right? And try to stay away from the black market. And, and I know personally that there are some good girls out there, some people who, who are committed to growing organic cannabis, who, who, who do brilliant things in their garden, but realistically, they are the minority and there are a lot of bad players especially as this market opens up there's going to be so much greed and i think the customers are going to take a back seat uh when it comes to uh especially the black market right um the legal market obviously will, will 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 eventually hopefully take over the black market yeah i hope so be be
0: more educated about what they use. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a very important aspect for sure. No, I agree with you 100. And you know, and something I talk about very frequently. And I'll really just close with this. It's really really important, right? That you know, from a consumer perspective, if you're an advocate of this industry, that you also advocate, you know, safe delivery of this product to your home, right? Think about how this industry will compete um, with the black market. You know, the black market today, you know, there are people who have their drug dealers on um, on speed dial and they come over and drop the stuff off and, and the convenience level from just having that is unbelievable. You didn't have to leave your house to go pick it up. It, it is unreal, right, when you have that kind of convenience. And, and so I think our industry has to evolve into that. You know, it's going to be really, really important that we make the product accessible, that way the The consumer can have a safe experience through and through. They don't even have to leave their house to pick it up. They can experience the part in their homes and never have to even leave their homes if they don't want to. That level of convenience into our consumer experience because it's going to go far away. I agree. I agree completely. All right, man. So listen, again, like I said, this was an interesting episode. I hope everyone enjoyed what O and I had to talk about. And and if you have a perspective on what we had to say, please feel free to to drop us a note um, uh, or email. We care at jamrockorganics.com or there's a myriad of ways you can get to us tweeting you know instagram so on all that stuff will be in the show notes Uh, and again please we want to make this an interactive conversation we want to learn more about what you want to hear about from us um, as we're in the industry and and maybe you're curious about certain things and we want to you know demystify and and you know, destigmatize you know the use of, of cannabis, and really help you to safely utilize it or be a part of this industry. So, with that said, oh, thank you for your time, and I and, you know you need to get back to the plants; those are your children. Um, so, yes, I'm gonna let sir. you do your thing, um, and thanks again for joining me on on this episode. It's been a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? You've just listened to The Real Green Show, brought to you by Jamrock Organics. I'm your host, Garth Case, along with my co-host, O'Dane Gabe If you enjoy the show, Today, Please consider leaving us a review and check us out at jamrockorganics.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show, email us at wecare at jamrockorganics.com. Last but not least, please don't take any of the information you get on the show from the hosts or guests as medical, legal, or financial advice. Speak with the appropriate licensed professional. At times, we will share promotional information and provide commercial reviews of products. We will always disclose when we are paid or if any of our discussions are investment-related. Peace and love, my friends. Legal and medicine marijuana. We grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jam rack organics, them are the best, them producing some of the purest canabe. Are the best legal and medicine marijuana? Grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jam rack organics, them are the best, them producing some of the